everybody. Welcome to Optional Opinion. I am your host, Eddie V. Thank you guys for tuning in. Have a great show planned for you. I know it's been a while that I haven't put anything out, but um, I am finally back. I am more committed. I know I said that in the past episodes, but I am back, everybody. Um, if you didn't know, my store, Toys R Us, was closing, and I have been working a lot of hours, um, so that has been taking up my time and kind of my energy. But I am back. I'm ready to give you guys some great shows weekly. Um, I know I said that in the past past few shows but things ramped up uh a lot of schedule changes have happened and it kind of you know when you're busy helping uh network and do multiple shows it and guest starting and stuff it it doesn't get to me or anything but and i love doing everybody else shows guesting co-hosting i love doing that but i sometimes uh in other way a lot of times i miss doing my baby <laughs> i promote it uh when i can uh but um, I'm glad that you guys have stuck with me, that you guys keep looking forward to episodes. So I am here to give you guys a really, really great topic for today. Um, we are talking about entitled gamers, or like I like to call it, me, 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 me. <laughs> and uh, the problem with uh, entitled gamers is what we're going to be talking about and, you know, trying to understand where this mentality start and everything and how we define and how we look look at it in the culture of video gaming and it entitled uh and being a title gamer or just a person of entitlement um it's kind of problematic for some people um there are ways that it can be earned or some people feel like if they do something that they have that right to earn you know to be considered as that when in reality it's it shouldn't be seen as that at all um that's one of the craziest things that i that i kind of find and um I, we're gonna. I want to address it in a manner that is respectable and not offensive to people, but to kind of get an understanding on why we have this problem. So um, we're gonna start off by actually kind of thinking about, yeah, where does this mentality start? Um, and I'm gonna give you guys the definition of entitled. Um, it's to give a personal thing a title, right, or claim to something, furnished with grounds for land claims to call by a particular title or name to designate a person by an honorary title uh, we want to look at that and i kind of find it at, or define it as this when i look at an entitled gamer uh, a superior complex about your skill being at a high level um and you know with a lot of people they think that if they're better than everybody that they're some kind of king that you know they're uh they're bigger and better than everybody else. And um, we have a major problem with that. And, you know, if if we want to take a look at it, just use it for a really big example, it's streaming on Twitch um, personalities of that of people who are on Twitch who got a big following. Um, there's been a problem that, you know, there's been things being said during their streams, whether they're um, under influence or not. Um, sometimes their anger has gotten to them and, and things like that. And they're thankful for having the fans, but they feel like there's some entitlement because they got these kind of followers and they're the greatest at this game. You know, they have a high, high skill. And it's become really a problem. And I think when people, uh, when fans deem you as something or designate you as something um 
you take some people take it and run with it and that's that's kind of uh kind of scary to have to have that mentality that because you're good at super mario brothers or you're good at overwatch that you rank that you're the best of the best and when you lose you you have a anger issue with that because that loss affects your entitlement you know when you have a superior skill at something you're at a you're at a level of delivering great content and great quality of work um and people respect that they just they they look up to that and it sometimes expires inspires them to get to that level to be better but because there's so much toxic with having some sometimes entitlement uh being an entitled gamer it, it's become like visually hard to follow a person but there are people who will still follow them um a lot of people feel like if they own a sell a platform uh the sales of that platform or game that you own um like okay playstation 4 um sold a lot congratulations to sony you know they bounced back from playstation 3 and with playstation 4 they they sold a lot you know microsoft made a mistake and nintendo was doing their own thing and regardless of how you uh you view that in this generation right now uh sony is you know still is still the best at what they do um and there are some people, some Sony fans, who take that to heart, who just like, my platform is the best. So I am titled to say the things that I want to say about other people's platforms and games. And you 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 have that you have that every right but there's there seems to be some kind of entitlement because that platform so well as the best that you are superior against everybody else that what nintendo does doesn't matter to you and microsoft is falling so so far behind they'll never catch up so you know a lot of people feel like well the best gaming is on playstation 4 for some people that is true that is that's very true um the problem with that though is that even though it might be the best system to game on and you have that you have that right to say that i'm going to say that you have every right to say that you kind of got to realize that having sometimes the best position or being number one doesn't always resonate with what's going on in the in the industry and resonate going on with you um as a person um if you're a person who feel like that you're entitled because you own a playstation 4 and that no other game matters you kind of missing out like i said in past episodes you're missing out on um various styles of games that are really fun and are really you know worth playing stuff and you're dismissing other players um and that's and you shouldn't be able to dismiss other players or be upset at the fact that if someone is a nintendo fan and but they do play playstation and microsoft or if they are dedicated nintendo and just love playing nintendo stuff um they should be able to be accepted in you know in your world to be like oh you're playing or you're on nintendo and you're enjoying it oh cool tell me about the platform those games that you guys playing oh that's that's amazing yeah i seen the trailer i love the graphics like there's things that you can say positive about nintendo and even microsoft um but you shouldn't be able to be like, well, I own the best. Our, you know, us PlayStation owners, we're 70 million strong and stuff. And 
you can't you shouldn't feel that way in a sense because when you become that when you get to that mentality if you are part of the 70 million and you're happy to be a part of the 70, 70 million you might want to be able to look at other platforms and be like well i hope you guys i know you might be falling back but i hope that your software could get to this level too um because you i see some success in your system and i see some success in your games or franchise i think that's what and that's that's a good view that a person should have but when you feel like that you know the best game is just as on playstation 4 you might be missing out on a lot of stuff um and for some people like i said with the streaming thing making this your internet persona within real life like i i listen to a lot of podcasts and i don't really follow a, i mean i look at people streaming and everything and i love the games that we're playing i love the discussions that i'm having with the streamer or with the community i love having that that that's that's one thing that i love and when i interact with people who are not entitled or or feel like they that game is on to them we have great conversations and it showed me that they are a diverse player that they played um mini games and stuff and they understand where uh you know where their history is at in gaming i love that um a lot of people know that i talked to uh the the host of um of x to jump and i and i own a playstation you know i talked to the guys from um nurse going platinum uh com that you guys should check out and subscribe to our youtube page um i talked to those guys about playstation um i i host uh arsenal x which are is the xbox podcast and my persona that's on the internet that i love when everybody plays stuff and i love the i love the viewpoints whether they're negative or positive but none of the people that i interact and this is what i so i love about everybody the people that i interact on about playstation or microsoft none of them feel entitled none of them feel like well because i own this platform we're the best and because you own a nintendo stuff yeah we can have discussions about defending our systems but it's so cool that if i put that yes i got kirby superstars or something like that and someone from the playstation for ngr uh you know nurse gonna platinum for extra jump of they give me a heart on 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 uh, they give me a like on tweet uh, on Twitter or they give me a love or a like and, or a laugh and stuff on Facebook. I love that, that they're happy that I'm, I'm enjoying a game. You know, none of us doesn't feel entitled. I don't, I never feel entitled. I have said that I am biased. That is true. I am biased when it comes to Nintendo because I grew up and I and I have explained that that I love Nintendo games. And we're going to talk about uh, uh entitlement and um uh, the difference between bias too. We're also going to talk about that. Um, but I've always, like I said, I have become a multi gamer, multi platform gamer. You know, I have my problems with Xbox. 360 because of the functionality of that system breaking down like with the chips and stuff i feel like now microsoft got it right and they're still improving they're going through the phase that nintendo has gone through and making it still making it about software and approving stuff and look where nintendo was at whether you like them or not at this point in time they have improved over time they have worked to get better they have built a foundation you know to to grow and that's what they have been doing 
Sony struggled with PS3 at a time, and look what happened. Yeah, they took Microsoft's mistake, and they used that to build a foundation to be where they're at and everything. You know, each system for a lot of people, um, and definitely for me, there's fun to be had. Have getting a title or being designated to be called something because um you are a highly skilled fighter or something or highly skilled in Overwatch or anything and we are going to talk about entitled gamers about the with Mass Effect that a company owes them something because they talk they um they uh about a franchise because they bought in and stuff we're we're going to get into that too um but I I feel like that. Um, the mentality kind of starts when, when you, when you get to a level and you start acting out in a certain manner that you're better than everybody else. And when you feel like that is your personality or that's your characteristic or persona on the internet, it kind of ruins the purpose of enjoying video games. So when we're going to come back, uh, I, when I come back, I'm sorry, everybody. Uh, when I come back, we're going to talk about, uh, I'm going to talk about uh, what's the difference between entitlement and with being biased and stuff. So with that, everybody, I will be right back. Oh, I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> uh, th- there is one thing that I would, I kind of would love to uh, would love mention in a sense. And that's uh, about entitlement. And uh, I, I, I know that we are, uh, are not entitled a lot. And looking at uh, in a sense that uh, we, uh, looking, at it, looking at it at a sense that it's a negative light. For in, in in a way, it is negative in that light. Um, and it might sound that way. But for people who who have considered themselves to be entitled and stuff. Um, and they, and they feel like it's, it's a positive thing for them. If you're going to feel like you're, you're going to have that entitlement, you always got to show respect. Respect is one thing that is definitely needed. in the gaming community, we have too much toxicity and we have too many problems, uh, already, and we're trying to fix a lot of that. So it would be very good if you're going to be an entitled gamer and stuff that you and you're going to feel like that you earned that honor. You got to make sure that you respect everybody. And um, that's why when I brought up the Twitch thing and streaming stuff, you got to kind of know what you're doing. You got to keep your anger in check. If you lost something and you think that it's making you making that entitlement fall apart, go ahead and lose. It's and if you lose an entitlement, you always could try to get it back if you want to. You know, you don't you don't really have to try, um, or, or really should go for it. But I think that if you ever lose that entitlement and stuff, be okay with it. You know, it's it's a video game because people might see you as uh, if you if you're a negative person, that's going to draw other people away and draw other negative people negative people to you. Um, so with that, everybody, um, I'm sorry about <laughs> I had to add some add just a, one more thought to it. Um, 
like I said, when I come back, we're going to talk about how's this, how is entitlement different than bias? So how is this different than bias? Well, um, when you're biased, and I'm going to give the definition for that, um, a particular tendency, trend, inclination, feeling, or opinion, especially one that is preconceived or unreasoned, to cause, to hold, or exhibit a particular bias, especially unfair. Um, showing something favor or or someone showing you favor. So when you're biased about something, um, is that you have a particular viewpoint um, about a product or a thing or a person. And like I stated, I'm biased because of Nintendo. I think Nintendo makes the best games. Now, what that's the way that that's different is that I don't, and I claim myself to be a Nintendo fan, I don't think that Sony or Microsoft have nothing to offer over Nintendo. I don't feel like that. Um, I, I feel like that Microsoft and Sony bring a lot to the industry and to the culture and to gaming um, around the world. It, it's good to have that. You know, uh, there's just things, I, I feel like there's things that Nintendo can't do that Sony and Microsoft does very well. And definitely PC. Um, you know, they they all four do something very well. Um and even for people who are doing board games and stuff, like uh, it, it's good. It's good to see that um, they they can have that kind of fun um, and introduce uh, different stories and gameplays that Nintendo just can't have. Um, my bias uh, comes from that I grew up with a lot of Nintendo games. I played, but I also played Sega. I also played Super Graphics. I played the PlayStation One. Um, I had an Xbox, and you know, I I even dove into some PC playing Grand Theft Auto Three and Roller Coaster Tycoon. Um, like I I have experienced a lot of things that Nintendo hasn't uh, seen. But you know, when I'm seeing that Nintendo sell one hundred uh you uh we use not we use Wii's uh and the, 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 the DS just takes off and 
talking about all the stuff that Nintendo has done and how they like a lot of people say that the Nintendo products just print money. You know, I've never said, well, that's why Nintendo is better than Sony because that does. Now, I I have a viewpoint about Sony and Microsoft and whether it is seen as negative or uh, or positive. I've always root them on. I have come to learn that even though I'm biased in my viewpoint of video games and Nintendo, I love the fact that Sony's offering Detroit Become Human or and have heavily rain that uh guacamelee and axiom verge came on those systems first you know i i i stated in the last section that i wasn't a i wasn't a fan of the 360 but rise of the tomb raider or in the blind forest that helped me get an xbox one um getting a chance to play gears of war <laughs> you know in in a better way with a better controller that that worked for me and so I, I I still have my bias, but I don't feel like I'm entitled because of the history that Nintendo has created uh, with their work and with their products. You know, I can stand up and defend the Wii U and their games and stuff. And I have done it on multiple podcasts where and it might sound angry. It might sound angry at times, uh, but I, I go in headstrong because I think at times, um, as a person, as as someone like me, just uh, just producing their opinion, um, I, I feel like there's a lot of stuff that at that at that point in time with the Wii U and even with GameCube that a lot of people a lot of people just missed out. And Nintendo has a history of people going back to that system to recollect or to try that stuff that they missed. Uh because they might been in the headspace of having those other platforms and kind of pointing and laughing at Nintendo. And and a lot of people kind of kind of realize that when they go back they sometimes see that brilliance. And I definitely I've done that, you know, seeing some of the brilliance with with Gears of War. Like I go when I got my Xbox One, uh, I just picked out Crackdown uh for xbox one for uh backwards compatible um and i want to play that and i want to experience why this game was so beloved and it's good and it's good to have that you know people who are who are biased um who view something and hold that opinion about a particular item sometimes will realize that you know what let me jump out of my comfort zone and try and try something that I might have I might have been angry about or said some things and opinionated without playing it, you know, and giving and giving it a try to be fair, um, you know, uh, showing something favor or someone showing you favor. Um, when someone shows you favor, um, as as a you know, I take streaming as a, a streaming personality. Um, when someone shows you favor, it's good that um that you love that person you love the work that they do you kind of love to see them messed up or you love that they they're showing you something and helping you do a pro uh a part you know and sometimes those streamers they love that support and stuff um but some people might favor one streamer who was just so good at games or a particular game that they hold them better over them they don't see that person as the true ruler of that game because there's other people who are at that same skill level it's just that that personality might just have something that doesn't click with that viewer 
Um, when it comes to opinion, now this is the next part: opinion versus claiming. Um, claiming that you're something entitlement, claiming that you're something versus um showing someone favor is is different in a way that you could claim yourself to be anything at any time. Having an opinion about something, you could give an opinion about something, and that opinion always could change. Not when you're claiming something. You will always think to yourself that, well, I'm the best, and I've owned this system and stuff. Like, I'm the king of the world in this game, and, you know, can't nobody. I'm God. Like, people could claim that as much as they want, Um, where... The difference between is that claiming and viewing your you uh, having a viewpoint about something is different. People might not view view you as the best of the best. They just view you as a person who are who was good at that game. You know, you claim it to be well. That one problem is is that you're claiming it, and only you claim it. If none of the followers or people around you are claiming anything, claiming you to be something, then you are the only one in, in, uh, are claiming that. So you are forcing that entitlement, putting it on yourself. Um, now, when people claim that Grand Theft Auto Five is the best game in the world, and they're giving that entitlement of game of all time and everything, they're gonna they're gonna give their opinion or they're gonna give stats or facts about it at the so this million is across all of these platforms and and you know it's just such a great game look how long it's going to well you know people are giving that a time of game of the year um or game of all time and when you're when you're someone who's biased in or as you just given your viewpoint, it may not be game of the year. I don't find that game at, not game of the year. Um, I mean, I don't find the game of the year material. I don't find it game of all time. There's other games that have done it better. Trying to get a game of the game of all time or be gamer of all time, I should say, in a sense, um, that's that's the entitlement people want to want to claim and want to have. Um, and when they have, when you create, a, when you when that entitlement creates a fan base, that fan base would give that game that entitlement, and th- that's when they become biased about it. They'd be like, no other game could touch it. Well. You know, there are other games that have, that can touch it and have done it better, um, in a sense. Um, uh, fast can be supported where, um, where you could just say it and somewhat act it out. And yeah, that issue that, you know, some people, when, like, I just use Grand Theft Auto 5, you know, um, and people would, and people, you, you make a comment about it, about something that is not uh, the greatest game of all time or something like that. And people would lose their minds on the internet. People would say the things that they want to say and just attack you in a negative way. Um, because they feel like you're not, you're not in agreement with them about that. And for some people, that's kind of scary. And, you know, in the industry and, on like the internet and everything we're trying we got to work past that we got to change that viewpoint because that's that's one of the toxic things that that's one of the problems in everything um about it now 
if you if you feel like like I said earlier, if you feel like Grand Theft Auto is the best game of all time and you don't need anything else, I think you kind of want to just walk away from, not from gaming, but walk away and try to experience stuff in an arcade. Try to experience something on mobile. Try to experience games at other people's house. And you know, try to try to play something that you normally normally don't play. Because sometimes if you play a different game that different game will change your perception. That game will change your viewpoint. That game will change that thought of that game being entitled. When you least expect it, you never know. Grand Theft Auto was the best game of all time. But, wow, Breath of the Wild is kind of nice. Oh, it's introducing, wow, is using physics? Oh, I could do that. Oh, I'm. you did this in the game? How did you do like it create it might create some other kind of discussion than just saying it's the game of all time. And if you if you if you don't have nothing else to say about that but just giving it a title because you really love it and stuff and think it's the best and it you know you, you might you might not know that there's other games that that are great that are that that have a status of game of all time or should feel you know should feel feel like that a lot of people think if you view that super mario brothers uh one is the game of all time because it got a lot of people into video games and the jumping mechanic and the challenge and the level designs and the secrets and stuff as a kid like sometimes it's nostalgia for some people and other times it's just like wow you know this retro design kind of speaks for a lot of people and you still could see this de- design in everything and you know and people might say that's why it deserves game of all time you know and it's it, for some people it's an entitlement other people it's a viewpoint it's an opinion it's it's being sometimes being biased so when i come back i'm gonna talk about about why uh there's something about, not a problem about being a fan but why entitlement includes being a fan and uh we'll talk about that when i come back
So, being a fan, well, a platform against success showcases why you believe to be entitled. Now, I stated that earlier in the last session with Grand Theft Auto Five. Um, uh, you could have a winning streak of a game, and so that might, uh, you know, give you that role of entitlement. Um, saying the game or product was created especially for you. Now, this is where we're going. I'm going to stop at and, and talk about this about being a fan. Saying that the game or product was created especially for you is, for a lot of people, bonkers. It's crazy. It's a creative game. And not all games are created for a particular person or a a particular um, group of fans. Um, Yeah, because you're a fan of that. You might be a fan of that genre, but never a fan of that franchise or that developer or publisher. Um, You know... I, I don't play Call of Duty or I don't really play the Battlefield games. I mean, I'll pick them up used or something, uh, but I, I played them for the single player and then I put them away. But of this, uh, you know, you know, something like, like Titanfall or something like Respawn, I, I will play their game because it's good. They, they make great products. I might not, I might have a viewpoint about EA, but I don't feel like Titanfall 2 was created for me. Um, I gave it like, high remarks and everything um but i wouldn't say that that game is created for me and when it came to perfect example that everybody should know where i'm going with this if not um the mass effect controversy mass effect 3 the way that it ended some people were really upset about that and you can actually see um you can actually see uh videos of it on uh on youtube and you know, people acting crazy and acting wild and stuff like that. And, and it's kind of weird. It's just like, well, actually, no. Um, we A lot of people feel like that. The creativity that was input in that game uh, wasn't satisfying enough. You You get this grand story and these grand adventures and characters. And then you give us this ending. And people were upset about it because they felt like... You you ruined what this game was about and everything. And some people were just like, this was created for me. And I'm entitled to have a better ending. I'm entitled that you guys fix this ending and stuff. And people went crazy. Um, I don't know if people still feel hurt about it or anything. Some people may have. But they felt like that, that ending was was for them and everything. And when you say a game and product and a product was created for you, well, it wasn't. You you had no involvement with the development. You didn't have no involvement with the artwork, writing the story. You didn't even work at the developer or at the publisher. So what you what you mean that it was created for you? The person, the team who made the game, they thought it was a cool idea, a cool story, and they wanted to bring it to the public. They wanted to bring it to uh to the video game industry to to the person like how was it created for you 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 just play if you just play games as a hobby or even for a living what right do you say that that game was created for you now some people might feel like this is the reason that i do kickstarter is because this game speaks to me. It's, cre- it's created definitely for me, so I'm going to put money in it. Now that might change the cre- that might change the conversation. Um, 
because you now have put money into it. You have invested into that game. But when it's something that you haven't really taken no place, uh, no part in, um, only part that you, I, I can actually say that you have taken place in, and this is if you, if you bought the game physically or digitally. If, if you actually paid money, uh, you know, your credit card, cash, whatever. If you actually pay for this game and completely own it, um, you, you might feel like that game was created to you, created created for you because you supported do an actual purchase. And it, it's kind of weird. It, it's just weird that having that kind of entitlement, uh, because you purchased something that you're you're entitled to, uh, you're you're entitled to view your frustration because they didn't get it right it they didn't meet your expectations i should say or if they did meet your expectations um no other game would ever do that with this is a game that was made for you because it met your expectations this is what you love about video games and this is what you love about this developer and this publisher they know they they know what to, they get you feel like they get you in a sense and it's kind of weird to to view it that way it, it really it really is it's, it's kind of weird to view view it that when when you're on something that you should be able to um just just be able to to say what you want to say and you know go against the uh the perception that you know that game um the way that it ended or the way that they put these characters in the way that the story goes is that it it, it was it, it gets you in a sense it, it gets you in a way that um you're able to relate to it so when you're able to do that and you know you surpass all the flaws that that game might have or anything you get to the point where you're just like this is why this is the best game this is the best developer and why i'm so highly skilled at it because it was created for me you know some people might feel like oh overwatch was created for me because it's from uh blizzard and they make some of the greatest pc games of all time like um some people might feel like feel that way or they might feel like you know the first person shooter genre is the best way it represents what video games are and it gets me because all i gotta do is be it's just shoot it's just you know be quick to get my opponent down and that's it to be number one spare time and this kind of just having that kind of entitlement destroys the fact of even playing or owning video games and i i I said it before um and it's kind of weird with the definitely with the mass effect 3 i play i played through the whole trilogy on playstation 3 about about the mass effect trilogy um i have my viewpoint about bioware i i really did um I thought their games were complete junk. Well, not junk, but janky. Um, some of their their designs and stuff. I I still don't like Star Wars. Um, the uh, Knights of the Old Republic, the one that Bioware did. I I don't like that game, and I don't like it because it's. I feel like it's broken, and it and it it is it doesn't explain a lot, it, and it's just it it's, it feels dated. When I played it, I'm just like, 
uh, I I might not. This game might not be for me. Uh, but every time I play it, it just it just brings me down. So, um, but that's just my viewpoint on it. I don't feel like that game was created for me. Uh, I don't feel like Mass Effect Three was created for me. What I play out of the Mass Effect trilogy. I love the choices that I made. I love the stories. I love the characters. Bioware to me redeemed itself with this mass with Mass Effect. You know, J Empire is a great game, but I only played that for a little bit because I I moved on to other games and I, I it it just didn't really keep my interest. But I love that game. I would play it on Xbox One if they brought it backwards compatible. I got the physical copy still to this very day in this box. I will pop it in and play it and try to fulfill it. I'll, I'll go back and view it and stuff. If I need to do that for um, Nice to the OB Public, I will. Because now I have a better understanding of Bioware and their design and their games. But I will never feel like Mass Effect 3 or the Mass Effect trilogy because I feel like that's the best game from Bioware. Um, I Or not not Mass Effect 3, just the Mass, the Mass Effect trilogy in general. Um, that might be their best work for a lot of people. I don't feel like I'm entitled to be mad at their indie. Or I, I don't feel like that game was create, created for me because... I had no process in that. I had no involvement. I played their game. I enjoyed their stories. And I love the discussions that it helped me create with my friends and stuff. You know, my friend asked me, like, when we talked about Mass Effect the first time, he understood my, not hatred, but frustration (laughs) with Bioware. And I, I, I was in the mindset that I'd rather play something else because I felt like a different developer was better than Bioware. I did. And that might seem biased in this way, but I felt like there was other developers that were better than Bioware at that time. Now that I played the Mass Effect trilogy, I, 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 they redeemed it. They earned the respect that they give. And I, I give them, give them that respect. And I, I don't even think Mass Effect Andromeda is a bad game. It has its problems. Yeah. But I don't think it's bad. I think, with a lot of people that that upset with us, um, besides the bugs and everything, is that people, and I, I don't know if you agree with me or not, people were kind of mad at EA because they made Bioware work on, uh, work on uh, Frostbite, and we just felt like they pushed Frostbite on Bioware. And then I teach them the tools, like didn't do no workshop or something. Let them be able to learn it, um, or anything, and that became a problem and stuff. And people feel like that, you know, because of what happened with Mass Effect Andromeda, that respect and that love for Bioware has kind of dwindled and stuff for some for some people. Um, but I I don't feel like that any game that a, a developer or publisher brings out to me was created for me. I love it. I hold it, and I might love a game and hold it in high regards. But sometimes I I've always said that I love the Legend of Zelda series. The least one that I love out of that series, not the CDI ones, is Majora's Mask. People might be upset about that. But I, but I, I hope Skyward Sword higher than Majora's Mask. 
I don't like the gameplay mechanic of Majora's Mask. Not saying that the game isn't fun and stuff. But I'm a person who have grown up with the Zelda game that if I want to explore, I don't want to be on a time limit. I, I literally want to take my time. You know, and there's ways to get around the gameplay mechanic and Majora's Mask. And that's fine. It just doesn't do nothing for me. You know, Zelda 2, I have a problem. That's my second second least one. Um, and I, I have a problem with it because of that little hitbox and that short butter knife <laughs> you know they they got away from what the legend of zelda was and but when it comes to lick to the past i'm you know it's a great game but i have but when i played ocarina of time or ocarina of time wind waker when i played skyward sword twilight princess um breath of the wild a link between worlds um, four swords and uh, all these other side games, uh, or for like DS, Link's Awakening, and stuff like that. They they just improved on the game, which pours out my love for the Zelda franchise. I love the Zelda franchise, same as I love Mario, same as I love the Metroid series, same as I love um Punch Out and all a lot of other Nintendo products. But I always talk about Okami HD. Uh, me and Sean Capri. Sean Capri knows, and check out uh, Sean Capri's podcast. We we the gamer. Um, check check him out. Everything you guys. Uh, um, uh, or we the gangsters. I'm sorry, Sean. <laughs> I love you. Please forgive me. I'm sorry. Um, but uh, we talked about Shooter Race Two, and I love Shooter Race Two. I'll, t- I'll talk about it. Why I'm so connected to that game, and why that I love the music and beat 'em ups and stuff like that, and shoot 'em ups and stuff. Um, you know, and and everything. Um, I, I talk about all of that stuff. On why, on why I love it. I I love Streets of Rage too. I hold that as one of the game of all times for me personally. I, I, and I was just like, well, if you can't give it that time, but I'm like, if you play the game and you listen to that soundtrack, still to this very day, you're gonna be bopping your head. It, it it's it's game of all time as a historic viewpoint, not as in it's better than anything else. It, it it's it gets that all time classic because it did something that no other game would do. It introduced a lot of people who didn't know at that time about house and dance and trance and stuff like that. You know, you get catch up in the gameplay, everything, but you don't sometimes focus on the music. The legend, the Legend of Zelda, even you know the Mario melody. Dun, 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 dun. Like that's all time classic Because it comes to your mind You think of Mario Or you're able to hum it and stuff You know and that's that's for a lot of people With different games That is an all time classic in, in a historic viewpoint Because it did something for them That is very memorable It might not be all time As that it's better than anything else But it's this But it has done something For that gamer you know, but a lot of us got us for a lot of people. We gotta get out that mentality that that game was created for us or that product was created for us. Sorry about that. Uh, and you know, if you're going to be a part of community, like if you're going to be a fan of a game or a product, and you're going to be in that community, uh, make sure that 
everybody is treated with respect and on the same level because that's going if 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 you if you just feel like um our community is all about you know um our community is all about being the best of the best of stuff and you know you that's fine if you want to feel that way but if it becomes destructive you don't need to be a fan or you don't need to be a part of that community is what i'm saying so when i come back we're going to talk about is being a time a title gamer a de- you know a decision and is it destructive when i come back Being a title gamer, is it decisive or is it destructive? Um, the attitude becomes negative and toxic. So if you decide to be a title gamer, um, for some people, um, there's a sense of that that entitlement could be very negative and toxic because of of just saying that your game is better than everybody else and you you just become frustrated and angry uh uh that no one is respecting your opinion um 
and no one is is agreeing with you with that viewpoint uh with that claim you know if if you're going to feel like that uh, you're entitled to be king of this game and number one in the world and stuff. Um, and you work hard. You said that you worked hard to get it. When you respond to people who are not trying to be negative, but just doesn't agree with you, that becomes very destructive when when you're when you respond harshly. I should say. When, when when you literally just be like, no, you, you're wrong. I'm the best because I did this. I'm the first one that got... Like, when you just give that personality and people view that as your characteristics, it, it's very destructive. You know, people don't want to interact with you. People don't want to play this game on you. People don't want to see your streams or anything like that. They don't want to read your work or anything. And when that happens... That could that could push people away from interacting with you. So when you you might have a million people viewpoint, but when you're just negative and very just harsh and stuff, those numbers are going to go down. And if it ever reaches zero, you're going to be left doing all that hard work that you put forth to become that entitled gamer. It's gone. It it, it goes down the tray. So now when that happens, you now got to work on your attitude and you got to try. If you want to gain followers back, you have to turn a lot of stuff about you around. How you speak to people, how you respond, how you interact. You, you got to work on that. You know, uh, being good at something doesn't give you the right to say what you want. So, and you know, this is this is why I I brought up the streaming thing. Is that a lot of people who have a lot of fans and stuff and and, and everything, um, the word nigger or nigger just and I'm sorry for saying that for some of you people if you feel uncomfortable, but that's been some of the racial slurs that's that comes up when when they're streaming, um, whether they're sober or drunk or stuff. It's something that we that they react for. Some people have defended it. Some people have not. And you know they they cut the stream and they write an apology or they might do a video for to apologize. But now people have a viewpoint of you, you know. And I think when you're entitled, you you or when you have something, you know people view you as the one of the best players and stuff you know they're the best of the best you gotta watch your language you know you you can't go i feel like personally when you're streaming this stuff you you you, if you want to curse that's fine you make that decision but you really got to watch what you say you got to really watch what topics that that when you're talking about them that you handle them with a critical viewpoint that you that you hear both sides and if you want to defend it um you can defend it but you have to do it in the right way um me and Corey, we do partner play uh and we have random discussions about things and it at times it might seem 
uh it might sound unfair it might feel like um that is that is uneasy and stuff but we're having the, having these discussions bec- and we're sharing it with everybody who wants to watch it while enjoying some gaming and getting get having a view a different viewpoint and perspective we're we're doing this because sometimes it's a discussion that we love to have and that needs to be had about whether it's a video game or just random stuff in the world sometimes you know we <laughs> what we discuss and what we're playing on the game uh might show that you know why we love this game why we think this this game should get a second chance why it's a failure or something or whatever you know we always watch what we say and i if i say the n-word if i say nigger or nigger during the stream and stuff i'm using it in the context of this is what's being said and this is what's being viewed and this is why this word gets thrown around you know i don't of course I don't expect any other race to say, it, but if they do say it, um, maybe it maybe it might be a quote from a movie, a song, or whatever. We might get offended or get get offended or something, but you know, sometimes when you're just doing it to when you're when you're saying it just to be saying it, and it sounds very and you get a very offensive and angry and stuff that entitlement that you have to even say that word is for some people it's kind of a poly you, you don't have that right you know i i don't i don't try to use the n-word as much if, even as a black person i don't try to use it as much but there are times that i be at work and i say it underneath my breath or in my mind because of something stupid that another person has done but when it comes to gaming and stuff, I don't, I don't, be, I don't say n word this and n word that. I, I don't. I try. I do my best and try not to, because I feel like, you know, if you're great at something and you love the conversation and you love reading what everybody has to say about your show or about your 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 streaming and stuff and interacting i've always tried to do right and be positive and i try to watch what i say and i do apologize if i do offend somebody i even do it on here i'm just like if this seems offensive or anything i apologize in advance and but i just want to let you know why i'm having this conversation why it's part of it i i did the columbine one um Columbine massacre and you know people who feel about the way about guns and stuff you know I I might express a viewpoint about something and it might sound offensive and I don't mean to offend but let's have this conversation let's have this pros and cons and sometimes we need that but I don't do I don't say it to put my stance on it and then walk away and be like none of your opinions and stuff doesn't matter and I'll say what I want to say I I don't do that you know and so entitled gamers or people who feel like they should be entitled to something they gotta watch what they say it doesn't give you the right because you're good at something um i it's like i talked uh, earlier a series of product wasn't created for you if you're going to claim yourself something help others in a positive manner so if you are the best of the best if you are this entitled gamer help the community help not what like they like to say noob a noob or something but help a new person understand this genre understand this game show them the ropes 
you know, um, I I love my cohorts Moose and Matthew on on Nurse Gone Road, uh, on our uh, website and everything, and we have our viewpoint about Bloodborne, but they're always there to offer me that support and that help, and, and regardless of how we view it or or anything. You know, I I need to. Uh, I never claim myself as this is the as the best, or they haven't claimed themselves as the best. They work well together, and they're there. And if they feel like they are the Wolfpack and, and other and, and stuff like that, and they feel like they earn it, guess what? They always put themselves out to help everybody, and I love that about them. That's what I I can say that I love about Bloodborne is that there are people in a community who are willing to help. You know, they 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 both platinum those games, and you know they're so good of it. You know, I I haven't played Spelunky, but I love when Matthew talks about Spel- Spelunky. I love that he that he's great at it. If I get into Spel- Spelunky and even Super Meat Boy, that Matthew cheers kind of cheers me on. I love that. Moose does the same thing. And I love when they when they post something and they get happy. I might argue, I might jab at them at times, but I get I always send love to them. And because they're they're so positive and they're willing to help me and help others and stuff. And that's what I that's what I love about them. I, and I will always love them. Just for being awesome people and being awesome gamers. You know, being awesome people and awesome friends. Like excellent friends, I love those two. I love everybody on NGR. I just love gamers in total. I love you, listener. Have a great day. <laughs> Whenever you're hearing this, uh, your entitlement is earned if you are a positive and dependable person, and who can take criticism. Um, I, and that's what kind of what I feel like. You know, I feel like your entitlement is earned. That you are the best player because you do help people. You do take criticism. You are positive. You can relate. And sometimes you might fear you might hear something that's negative, but it it that criticism just be like you know what I might okay thank you for letting me know that I will do my best to work on it and hopefully you continue to support me in streaming hopefully you continue to um enjoy my work and if you see me as this and you and you are a fan about it and you think I'm the best thank you for your open criticism. You carried it out in a great way. I would take note about that and I will work on it. If I see people who are agreeing with your criticism, I will work on that. And I feel like that entitlement, if you earn as a person, if you could do that, I feel like your entitlement, your entitlement is earned. You know, for some people, I don't, I feel like with entitlement, you shouldn't take it seriously. It, just honestly you you just got to um kind of uh move on from it so but uh when i come back uh we're gonna i'm gonna ask the question or we're gonna view on how do we fix this and we'll see how it gets fixed my opinion about how it should be fixed i should say so when i come back we'll jump into that
So, how do we fix it? Well, um, less engagement. Uh, when it comes to, um, people who are very toxic or people who think, um, that if, if you are going to be, uh, the best of the best and you're just an entitled gamer, um, you kind of got to, uh, you got to think about, um, other people who are playing these games. Uh, you just got to kind of be very respectful. Um, that, that's one of the things I've always said, like being respectful. And if that person who is, uh, if that person who, uh, is a title gamer and stuff, don't interact with them, move away from them. The less they're being engaged, the more they will change their entitlement, the more they will, they will work hard to be better. They would change their attitude, their personality, and their characteristic. Their character, not characteristics. They would change their character, because if you want, if you want to be a streamer, if you want to be known as the best of the best, whether it's in your writing, your artwork, um, your gameplay and stuff, you you got to you got to be positive. Positivity is the best thing to have. It's very healthy just for you as an entitled gamer. If you want to claim yourself being a positive, if you are hey, Sony sold 70 million plus systems, congratulations to Sony and all the people who are Sony fans. Congratulations to you. And you know, it's a good thing to have that the video game industry is still healthy, but you know, send a like, to someone who's playing a Nintendo game, to a Microsoft game, yes, Crackdown Three got announced. Rooted on for people who who are who playing the picture picture that on. I, you know, I do it for people on Twitter. Like they're getting God of War. I'm not getting it. Uh, but I sent tweets that I'm so happy that you're so enthusiastic about this game, and I cannot wait till you get it and give thoughts. You know, I, I that that anticipation because whether you like it or not, yes, a great triple A game came out, or yes, a great game came out. Same with indies and stuff. I loved, I love when I'm engaging with people. Uh, I engage them from a positive perspective and stuff. I might say some some things that I just don't like. That's my viewpoint, but it's never to be negative. It's just not for me. But I root them on when they're buying the t-shirt of that game or they're doing fan art or they're creating stories and we're having this discussion and stuff. I love all of that. I love that a game that might not be for me. I love that if I ever get a chance to play it or if I do play it, having that interaction, having that engagement. Because when we have that great positive engagement, that entitlement or that 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 name or you know claiming doesn't matter to me anymore it's just that engagement is great um understand that games are meant to be fun obvious i always said that uh last but not least nothing is on to you like i stated the games that are created are not just for you they these companies don't owe you nothing they love the fact that you love their products and you love their work and their creativity but it and they do it and they do it out of uh they do it out the love for the culture. Some people might say it might be for business reasons and that's fine. But they do it for the love of this culture because they love creating games. And as for us, we love playing them. We love critiquing them. We love 
getting something out of them and hoping to see something better. Um, I I finished Ori in the Blind Forest, and Moon Studios they made a beautiful game. They did. They really did. I have a lot of problems with it. I don't. I don't. I don't fully hate that game. They don't owe me anything. I I can't wait to see Will of the Wisps. I think there's some a lot of things could be fixed for it. But I I love that Moon Studios, uh, uh, Moon Studios, you know, got me interested in getting a Xbox One, cause I could I could have not even got an Xbox. And got a PlayStation and stayed with my Wii U and got a Switch and been fine with that. But Microsoft and Moon Studios, they have worked hard to understand why it's great to be an Xbox player and own their product. You know, it, it, nothing is owned nothing is owned to me and stuff. And I don't feel entitled that they had to work hard to, they had to do something and meet my needs and, and please me to own it. They didn't have to do none of that. They were just like, hey, we got a beautiful game that looks good and that plays good that you guys are going to enjoy. Here's a trailer. Here's a sentimental trailer. We're doing something different. Here's some beautiful music. Um, Here's an exclusive that you could play first. Hey, that's cool. Let me get an Xbox. And now that I recognize why owning kind of like all three platforms and getting the stories and the creativities that, that they gave me, I'm not entitled to be saying I'm the best multi-platform or even with my podcast. I'm not saying I'm the best podcaster. I know I love podcasting. I love talking to different people. I love doing optional opinion. I can't wait to do more episodes for you guys. I really can't wait for the next one or these two ones. Okay, so I'm going to spoil it for everybody. Um, I do have my list on what episodes that I plan to do and come out. Uh, two of them that I am looking forward to to recording is one about Ray for and Treasure. I cannot wait to do those. Uh, uh, doing research on them, but uh, and hopefully can't wait to record them and deliver them to you guys. But, you know, I love doing this stuff because it makes me happy. I love being able to talk with you guys and interact and kind of fulfill your day and have you think about things and stuff and offer your own opinions and own uh, options and stuff. I love doing that. So, um, so that's the show about Entitled Gamers. When I come back, we're going to get some plus. But I I kind of want to just say that if you're going to be an Entitled Gamer, like I said in the last segment, you know, be positive encourage people your entitlement like i said is earned if you're a positive and a dependable person and who could take criticism and help others out in a positive manner so that's it for uh this section um when i come back i'm gonna do some plugs and with that everybody i will be right back
and I am back. So, uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, you can hear more out, out of optional opinion on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and I am finally on TuneIn, so you guys can check it out right there um you can email the show at my out to comment at yahoo.com i would love to hear what you guys think about entitled gamers um or like i say me 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 <laughs> i would love to hear what you guys feel about it um or do you feel like you're entitled to something i want to know that you guys can email me at my out to comment at yahoo.com that's m-y-o-p the number two c-o-m-m-e-n-t at yahoo.com you can follow me on twitter at that retro coat you can also check out nurse gone rogue or ngrradio.com um cory Derek, moose ali uh matthew keel larry giver uh jesse douglas um and i and others uh we are on uh that is our home where we write uh you know have blogs that we do our shows um like nurse gone rogue uh nurse gone platinum arsenal x which is our xbox podcast nerds going platinum is our uh, playstation podcast um nintendo power block is of course about nintendo um world war one podcast that me larry and Corey do or other guests uh we you know talk about games news and other <laughs> various topics and just kind of have fun and laugh and, and just be goofy at times uh and even as we have special interviews on there too, um, me and Corey do pod and play, uh, where we take a game and we play it, uh, you know, while playing it, we podcast about different things. Um, uh, we also have squad goals, uh, where Jesse, Corey, and I, um, play multiplayer games on Xbox and, uh, we just have shenanigans and have a fun discussion and everything. Um, there's also Minus World, uh, that just started up with Corey and Larry. Um, also check out, uh, Jason and Jeff and Moose. They have, a, uh, their own version of Pot and Play. So forgive me guys. Uh, I don't know what the title is just at this moment, but, um, uh, I think it's Platinum Mirrors or something like that. Um, uh, they're, you know, they try to play a game, uh, and get a Platinum in, in it. Right now, Jeff and Jason are playing Far Cry 5 so you guys can check that out um you can check out our ngr radio content on youtube.com um at this time if you guys check this episode out uh cory is at pax um he played a lot of games so go to ngr radio um website to see all the gameplay footage um and listen to arsenal x and nintendo power block or uh this upcoming week podcast me and cory and others will be talking about pax and so uh, you know getting some insight so do check that out um you also guys can also check out the happy hour with johnny and deuce podcast on soundcloud itunes google play stitcher um, like their facebook page and follow them on twitter at hh podcast show um you can also check out simon's cake podcast at simoncake.wordpress.com where you can hear the podcast which is also on itunes like their facebook page and follow them on twitter at simon's cake um mvc video game book club is still around come and join us on facebook and join in, in the discussion check out past discussions on YouTube at B-O-J-O-X-Z uh, Secret Friends Unite you can check out their podcast on Podomatic, iTunes, and Stitcher like their Facebook page and follow them on Twitter at Secret Friends U and subscribe to their YouTube page Secret Friends Unite 
uh, ch- uh, check out Phoenix Overdrive's content via YouTube at youtube.com slash Phoenix Overdrive and subscribe to them via SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Phoenix Overdrive and find them on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music um, f- by looking for Nerd Overdrive. Um, they I got to get some updates for them, so I won't continue on. As always, rise above. Uh, check out Extra Jump Podcast on TuneIn, uh, iTunes. Uh, I believe they're on Google Play uh, and they're on SoundCloud. Uh, uh, Ryder Sweat and JR uh, Oliver, they are the hosts on it. I have guests hosted on those episodes. Um, so if you can hear their thoughts, they're all PlayStation. I do recommend hearing them. Uh, uh, and listen to their viewpoints, I should say. <laughs> Whether you like it or not, or you don't agree, they do a fantastic job, and I'm so happy about uh, their work. Um, you could read Optional Opinion Blogs on IGN.com under NMA, E-N-I-M-E. And you can find my other series, The Moment at SkirmishFrogs.com. That's S-K-I-R-M-I-S-H-F-R-O-G-S.com. Uh, so The Moment has returned. I have returned back to writing it. Uh, I did miss this week's, but I will get two of them up for next week. I'm sorry about that, everybody. Uh, just been a little busy still with work. Um, I'm a, Like I said, by the time you, hear, you guys hear this, I am in my final week at Toys R Us and then we are closing and then I'll be on a new adventure of finding a new job and stuff. Um you can come see me on Twitch and subscribe at the Lyrical One um uh, and watch my Let's Learn series. I will be returning to that. Um uh, and uh yeah at this point in time there are some other um people that uh I gotta get their information like the Devon Cox experience you guys can check that on iTunes um, I gotta get all all this new information for other podcasts and everything but guys thank you once again for tuning in to um, the show uh, before I go I do want to uh, give you guys uh, some um, the information about the music that I actually played in this episode uh, give me one second. <laughs> okay. So my intro was done by, uh, it's actually done. <laughs> it's from we plus dash nighttime. Uh, this is on voiced out channel, uh, tune Raider two main theme. You can find that by screen blaster 13 heavenly sword OST title screen by strip lady, uh, final fantasy seven areas theme piano collections by arc time a a r k t o n she plays um or this person plays i should say um this uh cover on her piano um then Dara Relentless Choir. This is the official by Freeform 64. Uh, Peaches and Cream, Super Mario World, Sample Beep, Hip Hop at JTBS. Uh, of course, this channel is JTBS. And the last but not least, um, this last one that I'm going to be playing for you guys before I head on out is by Tom Mish, M-I-S-C-H. Um, this is uh, her song called Wonder. Uh, you can find this on Nike Boy one N-I-K-E. B O one or just type type up Tom Mish T O M M I S C H Wonder he does has he does have some albums and instrumentals on iTunes so if you are interested and you like his work go check it out on iTunes and everything but everybody that is it I will see you next time on Optional Opinion as always check us out on NGR Radio and check me out on uh, SoundCloud iTunes Google Play or Twitter at that retro code um check out Optional Opinion on IGN.com um and uh follow me uh yeah follow me on facebook at ever right now if you guys want to um check out my work there also with that everybody 
I am out. Peace.